Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm your host, Amanda, and today we're welcoming Dr. Stephanie Smith, who we've had on the show several times. She's a clinical psychologist, mom, and author of drstephaniesmith.com. She is here today to talk about managing stress and anxiety with your family around the COVID-19 pandemic, the coronavirus, currently consuming the news. You know that tensions are high. Um, Kids are out of school, understandably anxious about what it all means. So we're going to chat today to kind of hopefully help give you some tools to um, be able to relax a little bit, be able to navigate this um, social distancing that we are all undergoing um, and just hopefully leave, once you listen, leave your, leave a little more peaceful than when you, you joined in today. Um, Also remember, we have our Healthy Family Project Facebook group. We are keeping the conversation going over there and be sure to follow Produce for Kids on Instagram um, where we are sharing tips on how to keep your family's immune system strong and ideas for, uh, of course, ideas for easy recipes. A lot of those with pantry staples so uh, you don't have to make extra trips to the grocery store. Um, So be sure to find us over there. We also have some great in the kitchen videos on YouTube. um, Some of those with my girls um, who are in the kitchen making some easy recipes. Um, You know, getting in the kitchen is just a great way to be together as a family and also um, learn, learn a lot. Math, science, all of it, it all comes together in the kitchen in a way that you don't even know it. So make that kitchen your classroom uh, during this time. Well, it looks like we have a lot to cover today, so let's jump in. Hi, Dr. Stephanie. Welcome back to the Healthy Family Project podcast. We're so thankful to have you on today to offer tips for families in light of the recent COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic that we're all kind of navigating right now. Um, I know the news cycle is never ending and definitely not to discredit you know, communication that's being shared. Um, But it's just, you know, it's really hard. All of these events taking place. um, We have this 24-hour news cycle playing into all the stress and anxiety around this virus. So I guess first off, we'll start there. What can parents do to help children understand what they are hearing? I know we don't have to have them sitting in front of the, the TV all day long, but how do we, it's kind of hard to avoid and really as adults, what is your what are your thoughts on how much news we should be watching to stay informed? Well, um, those are both really good questions. So I guess I'll tackle the first one first. Um, how do we talk with our kids? Um, I think a really good first start is sitting down and just asking them, what do you know? What are you hearing? Um, what's in your head about this COVID-19 Um, it might surprise you actually. Um, I've talked with a couple of my kids about it and, um, some couple of them know more and one of them knows less. And, um, but I think it's a good place to just kind of know what you're dealing with. Um, and then you can go from there and fill in the gaps. Um, you know, you don't know if they're hearing things that aren't true. Of course you want to Um, make sure they're getting accurate information that's developmentally appropriate. Um, 
And yeah, so I think filling in any gaps that they have is a good first start. Um, in terms of how much news, um, honestly, I think we all need to drastically cut our news consumption. Um, and not to say we, we need to stick our head in the sand and not be aware, but right. we, you can get a surprising amount of news in five to 10 minutes once a day. Yep. Um, and that's probably enough. Um, I think we also need to consider how much time we're just spending talking about COVID-19 as well. Um, so maybe you're not watching the news, but you're talking about it in every conversation you have. Um, it's going to have the same effect. It's going to drive up anxiety and spread rumors and um, just get us all worked up in ways that um, are kind of unnecessary. This is a super stressful time for sure, but I think it becomes then even more important that we try to minimize or eliminate any unnecessary stress. I think we can do that by drastically reducing our news intake and managing how much of our conversations surround the virus. Those are, those are some good tips. I myself have implemented personally, just for me, um, and, and feel free, anyone who wants to steal this, I do, I've been doing 15 minutes in the morning of news and 15 minutes in the evening, trying not to have that too close to bedtime though, because that makes it a little uh, hard to sleep. <laughs> um, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I have, um, and I had um, Leslie, who's on our team at Produce for Kids, said she even on her news app has enforced like a screen time, you know, in the Apple settings, you can oh, set yeah. a screen time limit. She said, I have to, I had to set a screen time limit for myself. So it shuts down, um, you know, after so long, or at least is like a reminder, like, Hey, you've been scrolling for 15 minutes, time to take a break. Um, and so, but I did tell my husband that I did implement that 15 minutes. And I said, but if there is something, <laughs> That I need to know. Can you tell me, like, just you be my, like, news alert. I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> so he's, he said, yeah, I'll stay on top of the headlines. And if there's something you really need to know in between your designated times, then um, I will let you know. But it's been, I feel like I have, once I started doing this, just, you know, late last week, I guess, I have felt a lot better. And I don't think I'm missing anything. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm still informed. I'm still doing what I need to do for my family. It's just helped my brain and my heart. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it's important to remember that, um, the news sites, media outlets, social media sites, um, they want us to spend a lot of time on there. That's how they earn their living. Um, and that that's fine. Um, but I think it's important we keep in mind that they have a a reason for making um, really catchy headlines and, and things we all want to click on. Um, but that, that doesn't mean that, like you said, we can't stay up to date with just short um, periods of looking at the news. Um, right. It's a, uh, yeah, it's tricky in that way, but I think that's a good point. You said you still feel up to date. I do. I do. And then I, I know we talked um, and, Coming up on the blog, we're going to have a dedicated blog post about talking to teens um, and kind of working through that, which is a whole other ball of wax because we both have teenagers. But um, 
I did have to tell my teenager because like you said, dispelling rumors. I mean, the kids are texting. This is canceled. That's canceled. We're not going to do that. Like this test isn't happening. You know what I mean? So, and it's so... I know we're going to have a whole blog post about it, but I had to talk with her and I think it's just hard because there's so much information out there and you're hearing so many things from so many different people. Um, And so not letting yourself get caught up and really looking at the facts and sometimes the facts are hard to find, but um, you know, for kids and teenagers, especially going to your parents and saying, all right, like I need to know this is bothering me. Like I need to know what, really the statuses of this, you know? Right, right. And I think you make a good point, um, kind of back to the first question, how do we talk to our kids? Um, Probably the most important thing we can do is to just say, come to me, come to me if you Mm -hmm. have questions, we'll figure it out um, together. And, um, you know, just having that open line of communication, um, I think is really important. Definitely. Okay, so we fear this pandemic will probably get worse before it gets better, right, at the circle of this virus. So besides schools closing and events being canceled, we're also seeing restaurants and stores closing or cutting hours. We're we're all learning and figuring out this social distancing thing. Um, many people are finding it difficult to stay home and are missing that social interaction. Interaction. So what are your thoughts? How can extroverts who, or, you know, those who enjoy being around others deal with social distancing? Um, I know for me, I, I've been okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all right with the social distancing for now. I'm sure I'll hit a point, but um, I know the girls have struggled a bit with, with, not going anywhere because we are a busy family. So what are your tips on helping pass the time and and for those extroverts who are really dealing with a blow with, you know, being stuck inside? Well, one of the things that I have discovered over the past um, week and a half to two weeks here in Colorado is the, the real difference between talking to someone on the phone where we just hear our voices like you and I are right now Um, versus doing something where there's a video chat. So I can see their face and their eyeballs and their facial expressions. Um, It it makes a difference. Um, We're maybe still not together in the same room, but I definitely feel that a a different sense of connection when I can see a friend or um, a patient or a family member's face. Um, So I think that's important to experiment with on, on our own, like maybe get outside of our comfort zone and FaceTime or Skype or Zoom or whatever platform you're using, um, rather than just calling or texting. Um, I think that can be a really good, um, solution in the short term. Um, you know, I think I am not a, a infectious disease expert, obviously. Um, but one of the things I'm understanding is that going outside is still okay. We still want to maintain that six foot distance. Um, but it's perfectly reasonable and easy to have a conversation with someone at six feet away or even 10 feet away. Um, so to the extent that you can, can get out, get out in your neighborhood, in your community, on a trail, um, and, and see live people, talk to live people from a safe distance. Um, I think that can go a long way too. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, my daughter, my nine-year-old actually today, which I was so glad one of, um, she has a tight-knit group of, of girlfriends. Um, and they're, they're an interesting bunch. They're, they're very, they have very intelligent conversations for their nine-year-old brains. But, um, <laughs> one of their moms set up a Google Hangout for lunch and she sent out an invite. So the five of them today from noon to one, they all ate their lunch like they, you know, would at school and um they were all on the Google Hangout together and it was just so wonderful you know I'm working at my desk and listening to this conversation and they're telling each other things and doing quizzes on each other and oh. it was just so nice and the, the excitement for all of them to see each other um I was just so grateful that she set that up and now we're going to try to do that regularly um, as we move into the distance learning so that the girls, um, you know, can kind of, if there's something they can work together on or um, all of that. But it, I think it made a difference. And I've FaceTimed a, timed a couple friends um, over the past couple of days too, who I, I normally wouldn't, you know, I'd send a text or call or maybe see them. But um, it was just really nice, even just for a couple minutes, just to say, hey, how are you yeah. doing? Or, you know, yeah. yesterday I had a cocktail and my girlfriend from high school texted me and said, I'm FaceTiming you, grab a cocktail, let's have a happy hour. And yeah. I said, all right, let's do it. I mean, it was 15 minutes. We cheers and laughed and that was it. And I felt so much better. It's pretty amazing um, how how we're all getting creative and connecting with one another. And I think that will just increase Um you know, I'm noticing every day I'm getting more and more um, email opportunities for either my kids or I to connect um, with the soccer team or with the school choir or with the church group or with the, you know, band or whatever. Um, you know, people are figuring out the technology. They're figuring out that we need to connect. And um, so I think it's going to be important for all of us to to accept these requests when they come come through that yes for happy hour yes for the band practice where we're all in our own rooms but zooming in or doing google hangout together um it's kind of weird but uh i think it's worth worth trying i do too and and honestly positive here if you look around so many organizations prestigious organizations are offering free online classes or free sessions to tune in and listen to this, you know, expert choir person, give a seminar. There's just so much out there right now that I feel like a lot of companies have definitely stepped up and um, are offering a lot of free dance classes and yoga. And, and I think I even heard some of the language apps are offering two months free, you know, learn a new language while, while you're, while you're quarantining. Um, so. Yeah, we, I, trying new things is great. Um, you know, I don't think we need to feel bad about ourselves if we're not fluent in German. Yeah, right. Six weeks, but <laughs> certainly good time to to try stuff we've always wanted to without having to actually put on a leotard and go to a dance class or something. Right, exactly. No, I like it. I've, I've been excited to see some of the things out there. And we, we've done a couple of them. A couple, I'm like, okay, you're getting a little too ambitious. You can't do like 
10 dance classes in a day. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. So I know I'm one of parents whose kids are home from school. I think that is probably across across the board for, for many of us. Um, so my girls thought, you know, well, it kind of is. We don't go to our distance learning till March 30th. So we were on spring break last week. And then this is kind of this week, they're calling it an extended spring break. Um, mm. But we're still, I'm still trying to get them in the zone this week, especially um, for this distance learning and in a routine. So how important is it that we maintain a routine? And what's the right ratio of schoolwork to downtime? You know, I don't, it's just so new for all of us. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that's a really good question. And I guess we have not started our online learning yet either. Um, though I know other parts of the country have, um, what I'm hoping is that there will be parts of that online learning that will need to be done at a certain time. So everyone in algebra one logs in at 9am or whatever. I mean, I, I just don't, we don't know how that's going to look yet. Um, but my understanding is it's going to be, the workload's going to be significant. I mean, it's, they're, they're, it's going to be real school um, with real lessons and real assignments. And um, I think that's going to be really good for everybody um, because I think we'll have to block out, um, you know, good chunks of time, maybe two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, or four hours all at once, or however we do it. Um, I think that structure after not having structure for a couple of weeks or more is going to be welcomed by most, even kiddos. Um, and I think the other piece of it is we're all just going to have to be flexible. Um, we might have to try three, four, five, six different ways of making this online school stuff work um, before we find what actually does work. Um, so keeping that in mind, most of us are not professional teachers um, and that's okay. We're going to screw up. Our kids are going to be crazy or not engaged or whatever they're going to do, but um, just continue to be flexible and keep trying. And uh, I think we'll settle on something that works. And I like that. That's a great way to look at it because, and I do think schedules are important, but I have seen, you know, so many schedules flying around on, especially on Instagram, parents sharing, you know, what mm -hmm. their schedule is for distance or for learning. And um, I think as a parent, maybe you can become overwhelmed wondering like, wow, I, I need I don't have that, you know, I don't have this like all figured out. And so just us, I think talking about it, knowing that no, and, and they probably don't have it all figured out either. And that schedule probably doesn't stay on task right to that hour every day yeah. either. You know, yeah. you have to give yourself grace and you have to be able to accept that things and it's life, like things happen the way they're going to happen. Like you, you're out of that control zone. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. And I think every family's in a different, in a different boat, you know, if, one, there's one parent there trying to work or two parents there trying to work or grandma's trying to fill in and doesn't understand the technology or no parents there and the kids have to do it on their own. I mean, it's, um, I just don't think it's fair to, to anyone to have, uh, 
super high expectations. We're all just muddling through and, you know, we'll get to the end of it. it, This will end and um, we will get to the other side. Um, And if we did it perfect or not, it just doesn't matter. Well, and, and I know this is like a tough pill to swallow to say this and like maybe very philosophical on my part, but all things in my life that were really hard to figure out and kind of painful, um, there was good that came from those things. And I, those are the things that I learned the most from. So silver lining, I guess, as we're having this conversation and we're being forced into making, you know, evolving and learning new things and figuring out, well, how are we going to do this problem solving? Um, you know, I guess at the, at the end, um, we'll be able to look back and, and really have learned a lot of things from all of this. I think you're right. I think we'll have learned a lot of things, probably most of which we have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think, when, you know, what we all know for sure is, um, how grateful we will be for the things we didn't even think about before. Um, being able to go to the park or um, to a coffee shop and not even spend a second thinking about who else was there or where we could sit when there's just a million things that um, at least for a few days when this is over, we will be grateful for and not take for granted. Yes. Um, I know I will be (laughs) many things. (laughs) The list is long. Um, Okay. So many parents are now working from home. Um, I'm used to spending about half my week, give or take, um, you know, I'm at the office, I'm at home. Um, it's, it's can definitely be a huge adjustment for many adults who spend full days, uh, at the office. What are some ways we can stay focused on our work while kids are home? This, yes, this is a trick question. Laundry needs to get done and dinner needs to be made. How can we, I guess, set boundaries, workspaces, responsibilities with our partners? Dun, 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 to balance. Because <laughs> that's a podcast for a different time. <laughs> yeah. Um, how we're all going to make it through our relationships during this. But um, how, how do we balance things out? You know, I kind of, um, I set up a rule last week. You use a dish, you wash a dish. I don't want any dishes in this sink. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's actually been working out well. And I've really been policing it too. But I have been really excited and I know that's like a small step, um, but I felt like, wow, you know what? I'm not doing a sink full of dishes and that could be a really big sink full of dishes with all of us home. Um, right. And so that was like my little first thing where I thought, how can I do this? And this is going to make a difference in my state of mind as a parent. And everyone luckily has been on board probably because they don't want me to see me go off the deep end. But um, what are your thoughts on setting those boundaries? Um, I think the first thing is notice what is going to be the most important thing to you. So, you know, what, what we want to avoid is coming to our families and giving them a list of 35 things that they have to do and that you're going to do. And I mean, nobody's going to listen to that. It's just going to get lost in the noise and be really annoying. So I think like for you, that's a great example. You were able to pinpoint, okay the dishes are going to drive me crazy. I'm going to come up with a solution and kind of go from there. And it's working. Um, I've talked to some other folks who say, you know what is really hard for me? 
I am not getting any alone time. Um, and I'm finding that I'm getting re really irritable because I'm with people all the time now. Um, it's like, okay, let's come up with a solution for that. What if you took a drive for 45 minutes after lunch every day, just you? I mean, that's not against um, protocol, even if you're just going around in circles in your neighborhood. Um, but it's alone time. How can we carve that out? Um, yeah, if it's, gosh, I need uninterrupted space um, to make these work phone calls. Okay, let's focus on that. Forget the other stuff um, until we can find you a good private space to do your work. So it's going to be different for everybody, but I do think it's important that we, like one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And that that's hard when we're feeling really stressed out. Um, but I think that's the only way that we can get um, good buy-in and, and make some positive change. Um, now, it doesn't mean you can only ever complain about one thing or right. try to get <laughs> around one thing, but just one thing at a time. And then maybe after a few days, um, you can tackle something else. I like it. Yes, I feel like that was my one thing. I knew that those dishes were going to pile up. I just know with everybody yeah. here. And I thought, you know what? That is going to be one thing that I can kind of not have to deal with at the end of the day. And it seems minor, but for me, you know, and, and my, like I said, I, I work from home here and there. So the girls are in and out. So it hasn't been a huge change for me. Um, but I, they're really respectful when I say, I am going, you know, and they're a little older, nine and, and 13. So it's like when I have, this is an important work call. I make it very clear or, you mm -hmm. know, I'm going to record this podcast mm -hmm. right. <laughs> right now. Right. You, you cannot interrupt unless, you know, something's on fire. Um, so I think really, and for them too, you know, for them to do the same thing and see like, that's okay to say, you know, my teenager, right. like I can see she's, you know, that's hard. That's a hard age. I did not want to be quarantined with my family at age 13. Uh, um, no. That sounds like, you know. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Yeah. So I I need to know, understand that. And when she says, I need to be alone, like I need you to stop asking me questions about the laundry and whatever else. And I need to just be alone. I need to respect that because I expect them to respect my space too. So I think that's such a good point. I, I really do. And um, making sure it goes both ways with us and our kids and our partners. And then also understanding that every family is in a really different situation. I mean, people with babies and toddlers, um, you know, are going to have different struggles than people with teenagers, than people who live alone and are dealing with extreme isolation and loneliness. Um so you said grace earlier, and that's like one of my go-to words is just having grace for ourselves, grace for um, others um, who are struggling with different things. Um, and again, just just trying to do the best we can. Yeah, I think that's the key there. We're all doing the best we can and, and that we have to be at peace with that, knowing that we're doing what we can. So. All right. So another major problem with this pandemic, let's just keep adding to the list um, and all the closings and cancellations is that parents either have to work and don't have childcare um, or, you know, many people aren't able to bring home a paycheck. We have a small business in our family um, 
is facing some serious, you know, the future is kind of uncertain and we're just right here in the beginning of this. It's not, um, you know, an easy thing like, oh, just go work for, go work from home. It'll be fine. You know, there's service Mm -hmm. industry professionals, um, so many different fields that when, you know, entertainment, musicians, that you're not working and you don't get a paycheck. So, um, you know, that's just an extra ball of wax. But how can families manage the stress this brings? And for those dealing with income loss, you know, how do you talk to your kids? Do you talk to your kids about what's going on? Oh, that's a really tough one. Um, I think it obviously depends on on the age of the kiddo. Um but at the end of the day, you probably can't very easily escape having some of those conversations. If for no other reason than, than kids of any age, even very young kids, are going to pick up on the fact that their parent or caregiver is really stressed out or, you know, depressed or sad Um and I think that's what becomes really stressful for them is watching um, their parent or caregiver get really upset. Um, right. And so we want to make sure that we're, um, that we're addressing that um, in a way that is honest, but again, age appropriate. Like, yes, this is a hard time. These are some things that I'm worried about and, this is why maybe I've been kind of irritable or sad. Um, you know, obviously you have to kind of play with those words depending on age. But um, I think, again, it's it's seeing the parent or caregiver's stress, anxiety, depression, sadness um, that's upsetting to them. And so in that way, I do think it is important to address um, address it because they know what's going on, whether you think they do or not. And I do, I agree with you. And I know maybe you don't have to give every detail and the potential impact and make a graph or whatever with them. Mm -hmm. But I do think that in the times, even my younger daughter, and granted, like you said, you kind of tailor your words based on the age. But when I've talked to my girls, if I have something going on, when I've, they have been so supportive and it like clicks for them. And even my older daughter is like, oh, I understand why you, you know, have been upset like that. Mm -hmm. They've just, it's been. And so we just, I think maybe I'll need to remember that there are ways to talk about things um, with kids at any age to help them better understand because it's better that they recognize that there is a reason you know, and, and they're able to be there for you and be supportive and, you know. Well, and yeah, I, I totally agree. And then, you know, the, the kind of side benefit to that is, um, that it, it is showing them that this is what families do when we're having a hard time, we share it with each other. And so that then they will be hopefully more, apt to share their struggles with us down the road. Right. Exactly. No, that's, that's great. So, okay. So we're going to, we're going to round this out now, but let's end on a positive note. And honestly, when I was writing this last question, I really didn't know 
what question to ask. <laughs> so how do we end on a positive note? What what simple tips do you have to help us keep positive? Okay. So here is my positive note in my life. I have been a voracious consumer of comedy in the last two weeks. Um, silly comedy, meaningless comedy, like Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura kind of comedy. Yes. <laughs> um, and that is so wonderful. It doesn't mean that what's going on in the world is any less sad and stressful, but um, it's an important strategy for managing through our lives. And it's probably a strategy that I don't use enough, um, but it's been kind of fun to seek out comedy, whether it's through podcasts or um, kind of art, visual comedy, movies, TV, um, it's everywhere. Um, and much of it is is free or very low cost. Um, so that's been something positive in my life. I feel like I've been been trying to diligently been be laughing more and consuming more comedy, which is, I think, always positive. You're right. And that's simple. And like you said, there's so much of it out there, whether it be an old movie that you forgot about, like Ace Ventura or, you know, going down that yeah. path or just something. Even last night we watched, um, we, we were laughing because when Mia, my older daughter, was little, she liked this movie called Elmo in Grouchland. It's pretty it's 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 I think it came out in like 99 um she was born in 2006 but she was obsessed with this movie and so we were laughing we for the past week I don't know why it keeps coming up so last night um she said let's watch it let's watch it and see you know and we just we laughed so hard all of us um at this movie and we sat through the whole thing an hour and 30 minutes of Sesame Street characters and Elmo, wow. Elmo and Grouchland, and we were saying like, "This is why you liked it." Like, you know, at different parts, <laughs> and trying to like sh who she's become, and yes, this is why you liked it because it was foreshadowing of of you know your Broadway love, and <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun to kind of go back and 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 I mean, it was funny too, and so so it let us have some laughs as a family, and and it was good. So I am definitely yeah. with you on the comedy. Yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty doable and easy to access for just about everybody. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, the the internet, YouTube, all of these platforms make it easy for us to. If we want the comedy, we can get to it. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today. These have been amazing tips and ideas for families. Um, we're gonna link up. Um, to different resources in the show notes. And also, like I mentioned, we, we were kind of talking about, um, you know, how different it is to talk to teens and kind of work through all of this with your teenagers who might be missing out on on different things, milestones or, you know, prom or things that are, are a, big, a big deal. So we're going to have a blog post going up about that. And um so you can definitely check that out. But before we close things out, Dr. Stephanie, can you tell listeners where they can find and connect with you? Um, they can look at me and my stuff on my blog, which is just drstephaniesmith.com. 
Awesome. And we have lots of content from Dr. Stephanie also over at produceforkids.com as well. So you can find um, some of her things there and we'll be sure to, again, link up to everything in the show notes. So stay safe, everyone. Stay safe, Dr. Stephanie. And hopefully we're, we're through this before you know it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I always have a lot of fun when Dr. Stephanie joins us on the show. I truly hope you're all feeling a little more peaceful, maybe a little more zen, hopefully um, at ease navigating these new waters that have come our way pretty quickly. Um, We will get through this. Keep telling yourself, write it, write it on your vision board or your post-it note or wherever you, you need to write that. We will get through this. And as truly as hard as it can be to forge ahead, I know it's not always going to be easy. It will be worth it. Keep your head up and we'll be stronger for it too. Uh, please join us in the Facebook group. We would love to have you there. There is some comedy going on over there. I just had to make a post after we chatted about keeping that comedy in our world. Uh, so head over there, join us, have some laughs, get some ideas. And if you like the Healthy Family Project, please tell a friend and leave us a rating. It will only help our visibility so we can continue to create a healthier generation. If you want to tweet with me direct, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter and also Amanda M. Kiefer on Instagram. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon. (laughs) 